Hi, everyone. We're talking about Matt Kippenhammer right now, Bill DeFilippo, Nick Pollock, Matt DeBear. Uh, per usual, I will start by talking about uh, his trajectory for the Nittany Lions. Uh, like Cameron Sullivan Brown, he's a guy that you can't really see uh, an elite skill other than it seems like this dude has some very, yeah, he's a very agile dude, uh, has a frame that they could probably build on a little bit and he can make an impact in the return game, but having said all that, Penn State has some dudes who can already do that stuff. So Hippenhammer's the kind of guy I think we all agree is probably headed for a redshirt early on in his career. But once he sees the field, this dude's a playmaker. He's the kind of guy that you get the ball in his hands and you just let him cook because he can get some stuff done uh, uh, when he's on the football field. I mean, he tore up a competition in Indiana and... Uh, speaking of the state of Indiana, Nick, Matt, whichever one of you are going to talk right now, because really, who knows at this point? Uh, what what school was he going to commit to, and what was their record this year? I believe Notre Dame finished okay. with fewer than five wins, more than three. Okay, so three and a half. Yes. Okay. Yes, they were. Th- Three, three and a half and eight and a half. Yes, okay. So something like something like that. I mean, I, I guess we make the NC State count loss uh, count a little bit extra because Notre Dame just didn't have any semblance of a game plan heading into that one. Anyway, Nick, what can we expect out of Matt Kippenhammer? Like, what kind of player is he? What does he bring to the table? So I could actually see Hippenhammer getting on the field sooner than most think he might because he's a very good punt returner. Um, and that's not to say that Penn State, like you said, we Penn State has options. John Reed did a pretty good job back there. Um, there I mean, if when he's healthy, a guy like uh, KJ Hamler will be ready to punt, uh, return punts as well. But to me, the thing that stands out about Hippenhammer is that he kind of reminds me of Golden Tate in a way. That's not to say that he's as good as Golden Tate was, Um at this point even, or I think he will be as good as Golden Tate was. Um, but he's just, he's a jittery player. He, he's not the fastest guy in the field, although he does have pretty good speed. But he's just very elusive. And he knows how to make a guy miss. And he's just, he's able to use that elusiveness to kind of raise his profile as a receiver. Because if it was just down to his hands and his speed, then he'd be a, I don't know, he'd be a pretty average receiver. But... There's a reason that Notre Dame came after him towards the end, and that's because he has kind of this ability within him to change games thanks to those just the quick footwork and that ability on the punt return. So I think he could be someone that maybe surprises some fans in terms of how quickly he's able to get on the field. I think a red shirt is probably the call unless they find themselves in need of a punt returner. But um, overall, I'm pretty excited for Hammer for more reasons than just his name. Yeah, and he's a very good name. He also, Matt, took a very interesting path uh, to Penn State. I mean, committed to Penn State, but Iowa looked like it may get him. Notre Dame, like we mentioned, looked like it may get him. So bring us through the fun ride that was Mac Hippenhammer's recruitment. Well, he was kind of one of those um, camp stories for both Iowa and Penn State. Um, camp for... Iowa in in June, and actually camp for Penn State at one of those um, wonderful, amazing, widely loved satellite camps, this one at Bowling Green in uh, northwest Ohio. Um, 
and then uh, got his Penn State offer and his Iowa offer about a week after each one of those. And then just after that, um, got his Michigan State offer in late June. And those were kind of the three schools that uh, everyone kind of figured were the the primary contenders for, for his commitment. Um, visited Penn State and Iowa again in July before committing to Penn State in August. Then things were just kind of quiet for a while. Um, he actually did unofficially visit Notre Dame in, in September, um, but nothing really came of that until um, the 4-8 Irish, who went 4-8, uh, offered in uh, mid-January and uh, led to an unofficial visit by Hip and Hammer just right after that. And uh, as we were talking about before we started recording this guy, they uh, there was actually kind of an assumption that he would be flipping his commitment to Notre Dame, um, but huge credit to uh, Joe Moorhead and Josh Gaddis, who visited him prior to his official visit to Penn State um, on January 20th. Um, and then uh, James Franklin and Gaddis were back um, in Indiana to visit him uh, just after that visit to really um, solidify things before uh, he signed with Penn State here in a couple days. Yeah, uh, on his uh, crystal ball, he has actually starting on uh, January 16th, nine people predicted that he was going to flip to Notre Dame, but he did not flip to Notre Dame because Matt Hippenhammer did not want to play for a school that went four and eight this year. Let's move on to the next one.